embrace. And so this morning, we actually, first of the month, we celebrate communion as well. It's a time where we receive of simple elements, a piece of bread and, and a, a small bit of, of juice that we dip the bread into. And what we're doing is we're declaring what Jesus did for us, the, the death and the resurrection, the sacrifice he made for each of us. And it actually displays the love of God. So this morning, the next few minutes here, this is what I want to invite you to do. I want to invite you to come to one of our four stations. There'll be either two at the front or two at the back of these kind of diagonal aisles. And to receive, and as you're receiving, would you be reminded of this coming of Christ and the wholeness of who Christ is, the life he lived, the example he was, the teacher he was, the sacrifice he was, and then through his resurrection, the life he offers. Let me pray for you on this, and then I'll give a little direction, and we'll receive the Lord's Supper together. Father, in a group this size, there's someone who's here this morning, and this whole spiritual journey, this is fresh and new. They may not even have much of an idea about God and Jesus that we're talking about. Could this just be a moment where they experience something they've never experienced? a longing in their heart to be close to you. And they've never thought that before. They've never even thought about being close to you. But somewhere there's a longing that your grace is already at work drawing them to you. Lord, still for others, there's some that, Lord, they've been a longer, long-time Christian, and, and they just the flame of that has flickered. It may have even gone out. And this is just an opportunity to be reminded just of how great you are and how much that you want to come near us. And you just say, would you just lean into me and experience what I have to offer? We can do that through communion. So Lord, bless this, these simple elements as we receive them. We pray in your son's name. Amen. So as you receive the elements, you are welcome to pray here. We, I know it's just stairs. We call it our altar up here. Come before the Lord. You're welcome to go back to your seat in, in quiet. The praise team is going to launch into singing a song in just a few minutes. If you need some moments to just kind of sit and reflect and be with God, please do. But if you have a desire as the song gets going and you'll feel the power of the music, feel free on your own to rise and stand before the Lord and we'll sing in unison to finish off the song when we get to that point. The Lord's table is prepared. These four stations, would you come and receive?
Amen, amen. Well, good to see you. Are you well this morning? Yeah? Good. Three of you are excellent. I'm going to preach to you guys. Hey, uh, before we get started, I just want to say a big congratulations to our, our pastor, Wendy Conley here, who just received her degree from Oklahoma Wesleyan University. We're excited for her. And uh, I, I guess she didn't learn enough because she's going right back into seminary uh, in January. January 14th, she starts right back into it. Um, so we're excited she's continuing on this, this journey. If you remember uh, last year, her standing for a call to ministry. And so this is all part of that journey. So we're pretty excited about that. So good job. Uh, good job, Wendy. Hey, we're going to jump into this series. It's a brand new series. Now, last series was four weeks. It kind of some weighty topics. I mean, really some weighty stuff we work through. Um, we're going to have a little bit more fun with this series, uh, but don't mistake that the topics are just as powerful that we're working through, and it could be this morning God really wants to speak to your heart uh, regarding uh, where we're going. So uh, we're calling this Christmas at the Movies. For the next few weeks, uh, we're going to be diving into these popular Christian movies and see what we can learn about God. Now, um, I pushed hard for the Christmas classic of Die Hard to be our main focus uh, during this At The Movie series, but um, to no avail, to no avail. Um, I did get some retaliation. I outlawed all Hallmark, or Hallmark movies uh, during this series as well, so we'll be showing none of them. We are going to start with this study of this Christmas movie, Elf. Um, and so this week for me, like, I got to study God's Word, but I also got to sit and watch a Christmas movie, Elf. You know, I mean, it's part of the job, okay? It's for the kingdom. I'm just doing kingdom work this week. If you got in here and you didn't get the sermon notes and you'd like uh, a set of sermon notes to follow through, just lift up your hand and Pastor Anson would love to uh, run them to you. So if you're not familiar with this movie, it came out in 19, or excuse me, uh, 2003, uh, 15 years ago, if you can believe uh, it's, it's that old, which means some of us are old. And uh, it kind of became an instant classic when it came out. So if you're not familiar, um, let me bring you up to speed. The movie is about this guy named Buddy the Elf, right? And when Buddy is a toddler, uh, he actually sneaks into Santa's bag at the orphanage and ends up uh, at the North Pole, and is adopted right in, and he becomes uh, one of the elves, and he's raised by Papa Elf, and now as he got older, it's obvious to everyone but Buddy that uh, he is not actually an elf. He is a human. Looks a little bit different, functions a little bit different, but he doesn't know, right? Finally, he's told this, uh, and he, his real father lives in New York City, so he sets out on this journey to meet his dad, to be reunited with his dad. And along the way, he actually ultimately saves Christmas by convincing everyone to believe in the real Santa Claus, right? You know, just a heartfelt classic Christmas movie, right? Now, for Buddy, Christmas is all about this. Spreading Christmas cheer by singing what? Loudly for all to hear. Yes, very good. So that's what Christmas is about to him. Like, that's kind of his goal and theme of this. Sounds pretty good, right? I mean, that's a pretty good premise, right? Here's the problem, uh, that many of the people in the movie, and I believe many people even here today, don't always experience Christmas cheer or Christmas joy, especially, it seems, during this Christmas season we don't experience for all sorts of different reasons. Like, maybe for you, like, it's that credit card statement, you just opened it yesterday, so it was immediately like, ugh, you know? 
could be a health reason. Maybe it's a strained relationship. Maybe you've created your calendar so busy and you left no margin in there uh, at all. Listen to what David Crabtree actually says about this. Christmas Eve will soon find us lifting up our weary voices to sing, joy to the world, the Lord is come. And then we will rush from the service to get one last gift and visit one last party, and soon it's over. We save the bows, burn the wrappings, strip the tree, and labor over our New Year's resolutions. But too often we have missed the point. We're like the man who goes to the coast but never sees the ocean. The threat of a holiday hijacking is all too real. Unless we engage our hearts in the true celebration of Christmas joy, we are easily caught up in a pointless and mindless holiday. Here's the truth, Wendover Hills. The truth is that Christmas can actually be more stressful than it is joyful, right? Have you experienced that? And if we're not careful, that's what we walk through. Now, I'm not sure what kind of stresses have come your way this season, but I see it every year. Stresses like, uh, I don't know, maybe it's time-related. Like, you know the story. You gotta need to go to her house you know, for, for Christmas and then to his house, and, you know, and then maybe some grandparents thrown in there, maybe some step families as well. You got a party at school, you got a party at, at uh, work, you got a party at church maybe, right? Your neighborhood puts something on and you're just kind of exhausted. Then you have these late night shopping trips, right? If you haven't gone on one yet, just cruise into Friendly Center any night, any night this month, and you'll have your long shopping experience, whether you get into a store or not. And maybe some late night toy assembly, right? You know, remember those nights? That's rough. And this season can just be so tiring for us. Or maybe you're saying, look, I wish my physical stress was related to my schedule. But the truth is, for me, my body is physically sick. Like you're facing some real health issues, maybe for the first time, or maybe they've been chronic. And you're like a little bit nervous that this is how life is going to be from here on out. Or you just had some tests, right? And you're waiting for the results. And it's just hard to be joyful when you know your body just does not feel right. Or maybe your stress is circumstances uh, is uh, relational. We all deal with it at some point, right? Maybe you've got a friendship that's gone sour this last year. And like, you know, a Christmas card is not coming from them or an email or a text or maybe students, no Snapchat coming and it hurts, right? It's painful. Or maybe it's your marriage. Like you would just say, look, my marriage has been broken this year. Like it's crumbled this year. And it's all I think about. Like I think about like what happened, where's it going, what will it be like next year? So when you're driving, you're working, you're eating, like that's what you're thinking about. And it's just hard especially during this time of year. Maybe uh, for many of you, you have a family member who's lost. Maybe they're even running from God. And like you're trying to speak into their life and everybody in your family is saying the same thing, but it's not really getting through. It's to no avail. And uh, you haven't written them off. People have told you to, but you haven't. But up till now, the words are just not getting through. Maybe in the last 12 months since Christmas, you've lost a loved one. And you know this will be the first Christmas without that person, and there'll be a void. And you'll feel it when you're sitting at the table or when the presents are passed out. And it's just so hard, right, to be joyful when some of these relational things are going on. Or maybe you'd say, look, it's not relational. That's fine in my life. But man, I'm financially stressed. I'm just stretched 
and stressed. Maybe your house, like has, you've been trying to sell it, or you're finding the right house, or the right job, or you're hoping for a raise, or you were offered a bonus and you haven't seen it yet on your check, or the, the payments were just a little too much on things, and on and on and on, these type of things. Maybe you would say, honestly, I've made some poor decisions this year, and they have put me in a rough financial spot. And so I'm sitting here with a bank account that's basically empties and credit cards that are maxed out, and I'm quite, not quite sure what my next step is going to be. We're just kind of hanging on, you know, paycheck to paycheck and figuring it out. And there's pressure because now you feel like you need to put on a good Christmas. All kinds of stresses come at this time, and they will rob us of the joy that's offered during this season. So here's what I am. I'm glad that we chose to come together today. Like, I'm, I'm glad that we gathered today because here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to share with you two things that actually show up in this movie, but actually their source is God's word. Like, God's word actually teaches these as core principles, and I want to just walk through it, these two things, so you can recapture joy and you can be able to kind of recalibrate towards having a joyful life. So if you have your sermon notes, let's just jump right into it. The first one is this. Life doesn't have to be perfect to be joyful. You got to believe this here. That life doesn't have to be perfect. Now, most of us would not in agreement and we go, yeah, that's right. But then we'll go right out the door and we'll do everything we can to try to make life perfect and drive ourselves crazy in the process. Take a look at this uh, clip from the movie Elf. As much as uh, Buddy was accepted by his family and friends, there were a few drawbacks to being a, a human in the in Elf's world. So Buddy's life obviously is not perfect, right? He literally does not fit in where he lives. And he's feeling it. He knows it. And so some of you might be like, hey, I know all about that. Like, I've lived there. Or you might say, I'm there right now. Like, if you were honest, you would say, I just don't feel like I quite fit in. Even with my family or my job, my workplace, maybe in your high school, I just don't, everything doesn't quite fit. Doesn't quite work. 
Maybe you say, all of my friends are getting married. I think I, I should get married. All of my friends are having kids, or I've got the kids, but everybody else's kids are so perfect, and mine are, huh, you know, uh, whatever you think. Like, if you would feel any of this, if you sense this, I, like, I want to say to you, like, you, even if you don't feel happy, you can experience joy in life. God's Word teaches us that because happiness and joy, they're not the same things. So let's unpack this just a little bit. Listen to this. Happiness is external, but joy is internal. You see, happiness is on what happens to us, like what we experience. Happiness would be like the equivalent to happenstance, what's happening in my life. Like, I'm happy because I got to buy this. Like, or I'm happy because this was given to me, or this worked out for me. Or I'm happy because, you know, she called. I'm happy now. So, guys, even if she doesn't call, my high school friends, just hang in there. It'll be okay. One day, there's a she, and, and she'll call. Like, I'm happy because all these different things are working together in my life for good. Praise the Lord, right? Happiness, though, is very volatile. It's volatile because it's temporary, and it's tempered almost entirely on what is happening in our lives now, and it can change. Now, listen, I'm not trying to say that happiness or wanting happiness is, is bad. In fact, sometimes as Christians, we actually get this wrong. We actually think we lead ourselves to believe this theology of this false belief that God doesn't want us to be happy, right? We grow up in church, and what do we hear all the time? God wants us to be holy. You know, how many times does somebody say in church, God wants you to be happy? And so we, sometimes if we're not careful, we develop this theology on God wants me to be holy, not happy, as if the two are incompatible. Um, so we can be holy, but we're never going to be happy. Um, and if you've, if you've actually bought into this at all, this type of thinking... I think God would just respectfully say to you, I invented happiness. I invented it for you, is what God says. Listen to what Pastor Randy Alcorn says. Many Christians today are laboring under the false notion that God himself is not happy. But this is just way far from the truth. I mean, God's word is filled with passages that speak about his joy and his happiness, and his joy in us. And God wants us, you and I, his children, to be happy. Don't get that wrong at all. But here's the warning. God knows this happiness will not come simply from our circumstances. It's not going to happen. So he offers it through another avenue. Like, God has uniquely wired you and I different than all of his other creation. He has created us to experience a thing called joy. Joy is something that's internal. Write this down uh, in your notes if you wouldn't mind. Joy transcends the external circumstances of your life. Do you understand what we're saying? Uh, Like, that's why this term joy is so important because joy says, in spite of your circumstances, in spite of that, you are allowed to experience it. Happiness doesn't work that way. Even when things are going on around you, even when things like outside your life, like there are no good, right? Just rough things happening that you're experiencing. You wouldn't plan it this way at all. Even when those things outside are not good, you can experience joy on the inside. Listen to this. Happiness does not necessarily lead to joy. It just doesn't. But joy always leads to happiness. 
It leads us to this place because it starts with the internal. Troy transcends the external circumstances of our life. Listen, I've seen this a number of times right here at Wendover Hills. Like I've seen people who are dealing with illness, maybe chronic, or people that are dealing with the illness of their child, right? And despite those circumstances, they maintain that like this internal or internal and powerful joy. And it's amazing. It's inspiring. Or I've watched couples who are unable to have a child through childbirth and they struggle with that. That's real pain they struggle through, right? And yet they, they have this, this internal gift of joy that they still share in how they interact with others and love others. It's amazing. Even in the midst of rough circumstance. Why? Because joy transcends the circumstances we're encountering. You lock that away as biblical truth. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not suggesting this morning that you just ignore the pain and circumstances of your life. Like you just say, like, if I would just ignore them, not talk about them, they'll go away. I won't have to deal with them. That's not what we're talking about. In fact, it is the opposite. God's word says that in spite of that, right in the middle of your circumstance, God has created and given this wonderful experience of joy. And it's on lasting. Listen also what, what uh, these words on happiness. Happiness is dependable on the tangible, like the things I can see, touch, feel. But joy is dependent on the spirit. Do you understand that? Like the Bible actually teaches that joy is a gift from the spirit of God. It is. Joy, like joy is an actual gift the Holy Spirit gives us when we're aware of his presence and we interact with his presence in our life. Take a look at this passage from Galatians chapter 5. It says this, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, there's our word, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Look, all of these things are their fruits or they're byproducts of leaning into the Holy Spirit in your life, like leaning into him. Like, Let me say something about this passage, especially for, for believers out there, Christians out there today. A lot of times we look at this passage and we see it as something we compare ourselves to, right? We look at this passage and we say how poorly we're doing in one area or how good we're doing in another area. Like you look at this and you go like, man, I'm, I'm not very good at being gentle. And we're like, we, yes, we know. We could tell you. We, we could have told you that, you know. I'm not very good at patience, you know. So, Tom, if you could hurry this thing along, it'd be helpful to me today. Or like, man, I'm, I'm really good at self-control. Like, I'm killing it on self-control. One donut this morning. That's all I had so far. One. So. so here's what happens. We kind of see this as a to-do list, right? But I want to tell you this morning, this passage is not a to-do list. It's actually a results list. Like this passage, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control is a result of walking with the Spirit of God, walking with the Spirit and what it looks like in our life. Notice it doesn't say the fruit of the person who was raised in a Christian home. You were raised in a Christian home? Wonderful. That's outstanding. What an advantage and help to your life. But the fruit is not dependent upon them. It doesn't say the fruit of the Spirit comes from the one who's in church every single week. Should you be in church regularly? You know I believe you should. But the fruit is not dependent upon that. In fact, I would dare say there are people that they've got the church attendance down just fine. 
but the fruits are pretty lacking. The results of leaning into God and his Holy Spirit and letting God transform them and make them into something is lacking. But it comes from the Spirit. What's his fruit? Where does it come? Obviously, the Spirit. We don't earn it. We don't produce it. Like, we can't even create it and conjure it up without God. This is something that comes from God in our lives. So I want to just make sure we understand this as we talk about and we think about this thing of joy, that it actually comes from God, that we, we connect with God, and it's a byproduct of our relationship with him. If you want to experience joy in the midst of the, like your challenging situations, you got to allow the Holy Spirit to have more control of your life. If you want to move from, from this happiness, which is more external, to, to this joy more internal, that's what's got to happen. You've got to decide that moving away from controlling your own flesh or your own desires and allow yourself to be more led by the Spirit of God. I just want to make sure I say this as clearly as I can because here's what I do know. I don't know everything about you here this morning, but I do know this. Some of you are going to leave here this morning, right? And you're going to go right into a new week, and many of you are going to encounter difficult circumstances right away. Like They're there. They're waiting for you, right? And you're going to go right into them, work, family, neighbors, finances, whatever. And for a lot of you, you might even go out of here and you're like, you get a little fired up by the message or the music this morning, you know, or this, this, you're interacting with God's presence and you go out a little fired up and you're like, man, I'm going to do it, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out and I'm going to be joyful. I'm going to be so joyful. <laughs> even if it kills me, I'm going to be joyful, right? And it may, I don't know. <laughs> it may kill everybody around you, you trying to be joyful. No? But you can't do this on your own. You can't. You need God. You need to lean into his spirit and trust what he has to offer. The good news is you can do it with God. He offers this. The joy of God actually transcends your circumstances. Take a look at the very first Christmas. You know the story, right? The story of Mary. I mean, she's likely lonely, definitely misunderstood. She's pregnant without a husband as a teenager in a time of culture where this would have been harshly dealt with. The circumstances are far from easy. Here she is declaring that she is pregnant through the Spirit of God. Try to sell that story. This is a hard time in her life. And I'm sure this is not what Mary had dreamed for her wedding, for her, you know, for her upcoming marriage to Joseph. In everyone's eyes, Mary has some explaining to do to Joseph and to her family. But here's the thing. Even in the midst of this, Mary is so in tune with God and his leading, she actually says this when she rejoices. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of his humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. Listen, church, your life doesn't have to be perfect to be joyful. And maybe you, as you continue to walk closer to God and understand leaning into the Spirit more, then even when things go bad, you'll be able to say, like Mary, holy is his name, and depend on him and lean into him for joy. That's the first thing I wanted to, to share with you this morning. The second thing that comes from this movie um, is this, joy comes from knowing him, from knowing him. Take a moment again and watch this scene from the movie Elf. 
This is a new floor. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Where's the cell? Why are you smiling? I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. Make work your favorite. That's your favorite, okay? Okay. Work is your new favorite. Fine. It's time for the next one. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Sam's coming to Sam. Sam, here? I know him. I know him. But be here to take pictures with all the children. Yeah. It's Pizza Receipts. 10 a.m. tomorrow. 10 a.m. tomorrow. Sam's coming to town. Yes. That's easily my favorite scene in the entire movie, um, and uh, I, I will confess there have been moments alone in my house where that's been acted out uh, on my own, so um, prayerfully there'll never be a camera on that. Um, it, it, so in this movie, like everyone at Gimbel's department store, like when they are talking about Santa, right, they know that this is just another hired out Santa, Right. Every department store in the city is going to have some cookie-cutter Santa, you know, with the, the red suit and the beard with the elastic string on it. Um, that's what they're thinking. But Buddy, when he hears Santa is coming, like, he's talking about Santa, the real Santa. When he yells, the, I know him, he's, he's talking about something totally different. He's talking about the Santa who lives at the North Pole. You know, Buddy the Elf is talking about the Santa who, like, owns the, the sleigh, that owns the workshop, that has the toys being built. He's talking about the Santa who helped to raise him, who walked alongside him. You see, Buddy the Elf actually knows the real, authentic, original Santa. I wonder if our biggest struggle as believers in experiencing joy is that we have forgot we can know the real, authentic God. Like, really. Like, that, this huge truth in our study today is this, that if you really want to bring joy to your Christmas season, to your life, period, you got to get to know him. you got to get to know him. Now, obviously, uh, I'm not talking about Santa when I, when I say that, right? I'm talking about Jesus. Like, getting to know Jesus. Like, getting to know him will bring joy to your Christmas season. No matter what your circumstances are, what you're going through, if it's rough right now with your family, your workplace, your health, this joy through rough circumstances in knowing Christ, knowing what God has to offer your life. Just think, like some of you, like tomorrow, you will go into less than optimal workplaces, right? I mean, some of you are going to go into situations, and let's just face it, you, you hate it. You hate going there every day, and you're surrounded by people that would love to just move on in life as well, so there's not a lot of happiness and joy, and you can roll up into that place tomorrow with this incredible joy, internal joy going on in your life, and at some point, somebody's going to be like, you know, what is going on with you? What's up with you? Or what's your problem? Or what they're going to, something's going to be weird and they're going to want to know, why are you so joyful? And you're going to be able to go, I know him. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't whisper it. That may, <laughs> I know him. That may be a little weird and go a different direction than you're wanting to go. You can just say, I know him. And some way God opens up the door to be able to share, listen, 
I, all I know is before I knew Christ, this is what I understood in life. But when I got to know Christ, I see things totally different. And I have this internal joy that I never had before. God offers that. And he allows us to, in turn, turn around and offer it, it to others. Maybe your circumstance is totally different. Like, maybe you're a mom, and you've got little kids. God bless you this morning with little kids. I was just thinking, man, I kind of like this. My kids are 19, 17, and 14. You know, there's not a diaper involved. There's hardly any whining involved, though it's not completely gone. Um, and, but say you're a mom, like, and you've got these little kids, and um, your kids are fantastic, right? And they're amazing. And they're driving you absolutely crazy. Right during this season, and you could gather up those little bundles and you can say, "Hey guys, you're making me crazy, but I'm not going to go crazy because I know Jesus, and um, He's going to help mommy not to lose it on you." So I know Him. Right uh, now, your kids may still look at you like you're crazy if you were to do that to them. But listen, church, seriously, do you believe Jesus has anything to offer your life? Like, do you do you honestly believe He has something to offer your relationships? to your marriage, to the circumstances that are out of whack right now, like to, to your out-of-step finances? Do you really believe God has something to offer your practical everyday life? I'm telling you right now, if you ask me, I'd say 100% yes. Absolutely. In every way. So I encourage you, get to know him. Get to know him. Simply said, I, look, I don't know what's, the, what's happening in my life, right? but I know him and he knows me and that makes all the difference. Those are powerful words. And I want you to understand, church, this morning before we finish up, that you can actually come to know him today. Now, hold on a second because some of you are like, you know, I, I did that in high school camp. I said a prayer and I became a Christian. So, I, you know, I'm clicking off right now. No, for some of you, you know, you sit in church, you've been in church a long time and you don't really interact with God and you don't really know him. And God's been desiring for a deeper relationship with you. There might be some of you that you're, you're like, I, I've, I've never said yes to Christ or never known him like you're talking about. This is so new. So for both of you, this is what this verse says. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Remember when we talked about saved, delivered. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be delivered. So who's included in everyone? Like Everyone. I mean, simple as that, right? Everyone is included in everyone. But Tom, you don't know what I did last year. Doesn't matter. I don't, I don't really need to know. You know. I mean, I'm happy to know. We can go out and have coffee. You can tell me your whole story. I'd love to sit with you and hear all about it. I don't need to hear your story to be convinced that you are part of the everyone. Everyone who comes to know the name of the Lord. Everyone who calls on God. Well, I've cheated on my wife. You're part of everyone, Right? I've covered lies with other lies. I started it this morning as well. You know, you're part of everyone. I'm still battling addiction. Even today, you're part of everyone. I don't even know much about this God thing. It's so new. It's intriguing, but it's new. You're part of everyone. But Tom, I'm, I'm, I'm gay. You're part of everyone. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone. I mean, do you understand what, what that means? Everyone who calls on Jesus a desire to know him as their Lord. This is what they get. They'll experience the grace of God immediately in their life. They'll learn to live the life he has to offer. That's discipleship. And they'll begin in the, to understand they've been given the hope of being with him eternally. 
everyone. Now, how do you do this? Quite simple. The Bible tells us if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved, delivered, made new. That's what the Bible says. So my encouragement to you, wherever you're at, is to decide today that living the way of Jesus is better than living the way of you. Everyone can come to know him. And through him, there is this internal joy that's not just dependent on circumstances in your life. It actually transcends circumstances. So here's what I want to do. I want to pray for you in this year. I don't know where you're at in life. I don't know if this is the day where God has been leading you to this point already, and you just needed somebody to offer the invitation But I'm doing that, the invitation to know God. I don't care if this is the first time you've ever understood faith, you've ever understood knowing God, or whether you're somebody that's like, I've had this belief system down forever, right? But you know your relationship doesn't look like one that really knows God. This morning, the invitation is just to come to know him. Just come to know him. Now, God might want to do an incredible work. He He might have ways he wants to transform you entirely. He might even have ways he says, hey, let's... Let's change up some behavior. Let's all kinds of things. But it starts with the desire today to say, I want to know you. So here's what I do. I want to pray for you and lead you in a prayer. And then I want to invite you to interact with your card and just to communicate with me. Just to say, hey, this morning I prayed to know him. Or you know, this morning I made a recommitment to knowing God. Whatever it may be, this morning, I want you, I want you to fill that out this morning. Let's pray. Father, thank you for what you're doing. And Lord, I just want to ask now, Lord, if you would speak to our heart, Lord, that you would speak to us. And if we need to know you this morning, that we would know you, we'd surrender our heart before you. Father, we trust in what you have to offer. So Lord, if that's you this morning, I just pray this would be a morning you would say, Father, I want to know you. I want to know you. In an instant, he'll offer that. We thank you, Lord, for what you want to do in this. We pray it in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, there's um, a card I talked to you about. I'd love to talk with you about whatever uh, you'd like this week. I'd love to, to speak with you and walk through those type of things. Just let us know on the card, anything, drop in the offering. Or if you're new with us, just bring it to me out at the uh, table. We've got a special gift uh, for you as well, and we'll exchange out there. A couple things that are, are, are going on, um, you'll, you'll see in your, your bulletin, uh, we start today with uh, our holiday donations. We're actually receiving these in. And so it looks like this. Um, if, if you would just look at this and anything you can bring in, we want to be a blessing to Jamestown Elementary. So uh, just... Just put that uh, uh, together. You go on a shopping, uh, shopping this week, just grab something on that list, bring it in next week, the week after that, or in the office, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, 9 to 3 as well. Um, our Christmas Eve service is coming up. We, we want to pack the place out. It's going to be a great time. That's at 6.15 on December 24th. Um, That's going to be wonderful. And then finally, uh, the last uh, Sunday of the month, we usually try to do something special and different. Uh, And so this year we're doing a thing called Ask the Pastor. What we want is we want to encourage you to take this card. They're at the giving boxes outside. And just to write on it any question you would have of one of your pastors. So it could be a serious theological question. It could be a zany 
question. Uh, you know, you might want to know, Pastor Anson, when did you first kiss Deborah? You know, whatever, right? You can ask anything you want. We'll look through these, and uh, you don't have to answer it right now. It's December 30th, so you got time to think about it. So uh, would you just ask any question you'd like of us? We'd love to have that Sunday. And then here's what we're going to do. If you serve, uh, like in our kids' department or anywhere, we're giving you that Sunday off. Um, we as a staff are going to handle everything. I don't know how we're going to do it yet. We'll figure it out. But uh, we want you to have the Sunday off. Now, me, me saying the Sunday off, that doesn't mean I'd, I'd like you to say, hey, we've got it off. Let's go to IHOP. We'd like you to be here with us. We'd actually like to pack the place out. We're only going to do one service at 1030. Um, and we're going to have a really good time with these questions, uh, especially if, if you're creative with them. We'll have a real good time with them. So uh, if you would, grab one of those outside, and that would be, that would be great. So we're glad you came this morning. I'll invite our, our ushers. Uh, if they're ready, they can come uh, take up our morning tithes and offering. There are two giving boxes uh, outside as well if you want to use those, or windoverhills.org is fine too. So why don't you stand, and uh, let's go out singing this morning.